And we're live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because we needed to go ahead and tell people that they're dumbasses gently, nicely, you know, with style and apple bloom and other terms that I'm really not sure that I'm using that could have been started in the 15th century. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage that sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble. You can pretty well find me everywhere under that name. That's S-H-U-J-I-N. Hi. I'll go ahead and introduce you to everybody. Hopefully I'll be able to talk the rest of the night. This is, this is, this is not a very good way of starting everything. Midwest of the U.S., Bridget, good evening. Good evening. Just off to the right, where the barbed wire has gone back up again, Unrenowned Tech, hi. Unrenowned Tech, hi. Sorry, I had my microphone muted. Hi, good evening. <laughs> Gotta figure that. And off past the water to Paris, France. Joseph, good morning. Good morning, sir. All right, so, yeah, it's it's been a little bit on the weird side. Short version for me. I restarted my DJ sessions in Second Life, so this was my first full week of doing it again. And you know what? I actually didn't forget how to do everything. So that's that's a good that's a good start right there. Um Well we've got a couple of seconds, and of course, you know, we'll kind of mental check on everybody. I still got new cough uh <laughs> new coffee. I don't have any coffee with me right now. I have all of my alcohol. To try to figure out. Um, let's see. What have we got to choose from? Uh, shock Top, Belgian White. Uh, let's see. Oh, God. Sky Dancer, Summer Ale. Reminding you, I, I grabbed everything this time because I was just looking at the uh, the cans and bottles and the art. And, you know, they, they look kind of cool. Uh, a couple of small cans that I can't get my fingers around. Uh, Vienna Austrian-style lager from Von Trapp. That's actually pretty... I, I like the design work on that. You know, with the with the uh, the ram's head on it. I like that. That's a, that's a possible. Uh, oh, yes. Creamsicle Tangerine Orange Sour Ale. Again, I got it for the art style. Yo, so those of you listening after the fact, you can't see it. But trust me, the art style is cool. And the other small can. If I can get it. Oh, God. This is going to be one of those nights, isn't it? Hi. Yeah, we were we were, we were talking before the show about uh, all the stuff that we're going to be talking about a little bit later. And yes, I did add the hashtags for vaccinations into the show so we may get some people. Uh, and St. Bernardus Viet, the classic Belgian Viet. Uh, again, because of the art style, that's that's the entire reason why I got this little can right here. So anybody got an odds on favor tonight? I don't know. I would I would. I like the idea of the creamsicle, but I remember how disappointed you were with the milkshake. Well, all right. That's because we finally figured out that it was much more marketing ploy than reality, uh, which, yeah. I mean, what the hell was I expecting? I mean, 
Ovaltine in a powder, okay. Ovaltine is a liquid on the shelf. Um, all right. See, now I say I wouldn't trust that, but then I would love to have a Yoohoo again. But uh, I don't know if this is a good idea. It's not going to be a Yoohoo, that's for sure. No. No, it's not. You know what? Creamsicle? We'll do the creamsicle. For no other reason other than it's a full pint. How do do I know that? Because I just saw it on the side as I was pulling the damn can out. Makes sense to me. Yeah. So, uh, mental health check-in, because uh, we didn't exactly do that. Let's see how you guys are doing. Joseph, start over your way, because, I mean, with everything, you know, for you, I know that you've had some frustrating couple of weeks. How are you doing today? Uh, pretty good. <clears throat> uh, why were my fr- weeks frustrating? I forget. Uh, because you ended up uh, traveling out to the uh, the castle. And, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, more urgent than frustrating, but that's all done. Yeah, well, still. And now back to work. Okay. And since I didn't get last weekend to recuperate, uh, well, let's just say I spent most of this weekend sleeping. Except for now. Um, yeah. Tech, how are you holding together with everything? I'm pissed. I broke my 3D printing pen. Okay. Now I have to go file. Now I have to go file a warranty claim. Yeah, I can see where it would be a little bit of a, little bit of an annoyance. Wow, this is this is kind of interesting. I cannot see through this. That's novel. I mean, we're so used to uh, stuff where I pick it up and I'm I'm looking at it and I ask. Uh, uh, I asked Bridget, so if, if this is piss coming out of somebody, is this unhealthy color? Which usually <laughs> qualifies as yes. So I've got a, I've got a little LED light here, over here. That yeah, shows. There's no different. Yeah, it shows <laughs> through, but the whole, can you actually see it through? Nah, not this time. Yeah, I'll let you know if your urine's that color, you got serious fucking problems. Yep. Color, and you can't see through it. It looks like you have a little bit too much protein in there, buddy. What I do on my weekends is my business entirely. Shut the hell up. <laughs> Just remember, there's only, too, there's only too much protein if you have to chew before swallowing. It's cloudy and turbid. <laughs> I have... You know, normally, I, if, if this was a Power of Ten episode... I would just go ahead and just say it. But because it's not, I need to type this into our uh into our chat. So please forgive me for a couple of seconds. I'm just saying how I would describe that if I had to write it on a lab, you know, on the on the See, paperwork. That's what I wanted to say. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Now, if anybody wants to supply us with money and we put this out on a Patreon, you know, we'll we'll be more than happy to go ahead and tell you the one line that I did not say. Well, you need to accompany that with the uh, picture of the backhand, you see. You know, that's, <laughs> we'll, we'll see about that a little later. So anyway, we will uh, we'll see how this works out while I'm doing yeah. this mental health check in for you. How are you doing? I mean, considering that you haven't been able to backhand Mike Pence yet. 
Oh God, I'd love to. Um, I guess okay. I'm just battling, you know, sinuses and stuff, and it's can't think it when I'm like that. My head is all stopped up and I'm foggy. Well, that's annoying. Um, wow, this is okay. Tangerine is the one that is much more tart than orange. Mm-hmm. But this tastes a lot more tart than what I remember. And this is kind of weird because it's it's also kind of beery. Maybe they picked the oranges when they were still green and not ripe. Well, well it's it's also listed as sour ale. So, you know, uh, I'm, I'm thinking okay. about it. And I'm, hmm. I don't know that I like this. Yeah, your face doesn't look like you're a fan. Yeah, no. This is this is one of those times where uh, I I may just just stop. No, yeah. no, no, no. What, what what you should do is you should be like Data on Enterprise. No, the next gen- Star Trek: The Next Generation. He goes, God, this is awful. I hate it. And Guinan goes, Would you like more? And he goes, Yes, please. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, and I, I'll tell you why. Because. I re- I like myself too much. I don't know, and it, it's funny you should say that because uh, my opening tonight's going to kind of reference that. Dining Star Trek: The Next Generation or Data? Well, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll explain. Yeah, this is this is just not doing it for me. Wow, this is the first time in a long time that we've had one that just did not work for me. I don't know that it's I don't. I want people I think to understand. The jalapeno one was the other one that you didn't like. Yeah, but that one I could appreciate if you were doing like a a, a taco night or something like that. But um, uh, is there tangerine taste? Kinda. Is it sour? Yeah. Uh, that's not a good combination. It might be good with a fruit salad. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm most assuredly or, not yeah, getting... As a, as a, as a mix-in. Hmm. That might be good for one of those... Um, what do they call those beverages? They they mix in like beer and uh, some other things, and, and then they put fruit in it, and I forget what the fuck is called. Fudge is called. Um, not beer, but with wine, I, I think you'd be thinking of sangria. Yeah, just substitute that beer for it instead. No. So it's already got a fruit base to it, and it's a little on the tart or sour side that could complement the sweetness of the fruit. No. It's just a thought. It's an experiment, because I like throwing weird shit together and seeing no, got, if it actually works. I sometimes gotcha. I get some good results. No, I got you. This time out? No, it's just... Mm. No, okay. So I found one I actually legitimately just do not want to even go any further with. That's very unusual. Okay, we have a new data point, so to speak. So, let me... <laughs> You're having fun with the GIF feature over there, huh? Remember, people, it's pronounced GIF. Why? Because. That that's 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 the extent of it. Anyway, let me get rolling, and uh, we'll get we'll get rocking because uh, we got stuff to do. 
We've got the horrible scopes coming up uh, in a little bit. I did go looking up information for Reef Badawi. There is no new news. So as of the recording of tonight's show, just to get that out of the way, it has now been nine years, three months, five days since Rafe was unjustly incarcerated for thought crimes. Our hopes or thoughts are still with you and your family. We are still waiting. That being said, let me get you rolling over here. Your five-minute freestyle with five minutes on the clock starts now. Pad. Now, some people will look at this and probably think to themselves, well, no, wait a minute. Is, is that a typo? Uh, no. No, it, it, it's not. Pad is what was called the, well, the personal digital device on the old Star Trek series back when, you know, the 60s was still rocking the velour shirt look. The electronic clipboards that came around, which literally were just a clipboard with a couple of lights on it, it really didn't mean anything, still had a pen and whatever. But then, you know, some some years later, 30 years later, Star Trek comes back. And we are now walking around with these. Now, for those of you that aren't looking, what I'm holding in my hand is a Samsung pad, uh, 10.1. It's, it's an older device, but it still checks out. As a matter of fact, it's checked out a little while ago. I need to see about probably replacing the battery to bring it back to life. It's not an especially powerful device, but it still is kind of cool. And, you know, back 1987, when we saw people walking around with these little devices, yes, they were props and they had, you know, little lights inside of them, batteries to light them up so that they looked like they're actually doing things with, you know, fancy acutogram diagrams on them. That was, that was kind of cool. It was an extension of what, you know, the, the old electronic clipboards were doing. But now they gave you more than just what you wrote down. You had access to whatever you wanted. And it was a great look forward into how devices were going to operate. And that's something that we've lost. And I don't know when it happened. I don't know why it happened. But for some stupid reason, in the science fiction community, it looks like we've actually lost this. Not devices. We've got plenty of those. There are some that are absolutely hellaciously over-the-top stupid. I'm specifically thinking of the new communicator badges on Discovery that will do hollow projection and transporter functions and give you, I don't know, give you, give you Red Bull wings or something. I, I don't even know what the hell they're supposed to do. But science fiction is supposed to be looking forward. Give us something to look forward to, to look at what we have got now and project it out into the future. How would we expect things to operate so that we would be able to better interact with everything around us? That's why pads became a thing on the show. We didn't really have anything that was analogous at the time. Uh, Palm pilots were just a, a little ways away and might have been inspired by. But even so, what we've lost, for some stupid reason, 
is the look forward. And I think that's part of the reason why I'm so, so unhappy with all things Star Trek right now. And as everybody knows, should know, I have loved Star Trek for a number of years, for the vast majority of my lifetime. And it was always about looking forward, seeing the good in humanity and projecting that forward. What would we see if we took ourselves out further than what we are? And how would we behave? How would we react? And these devices were just just normal, everyday devices. It was just how things were. But for some reason, we've lost that piece, the looking forward piece. There's so much stuff now where it's looking back, recreating the past. It's, we want to go ahead and set discovery uh, 20 years before Enterprise happened. We want to set all these things in the past and rebuild what it was to look towards the future. No. We need to be looking forward. We should be looking forward because we can't go to the past. We eventually will be in the future. And we need to design what that's going to be. Not just the hardware, but also who we are as a people, as a species, as a culture, as a society. Be looking forward for some of that, huh? Here's episode 377 on the docket, Your Honor. Let's see if I can do this right. Me, 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 me. Oh, God, the trolling is strong with these guys. Are they already trolling? Well, that's basically what it comes down to. The medical group, and so far we've only got one specifically being reported on that, that we were able to get in, uh, information about. Uh, uh, I forget which, I forget which group it was, the name of the organization, but it's in the, it's in the show notes that, um, a medical group in Arkansas has basically said, okay, those of you that are vaccine hesitant because you don't want, um, embryonic stem cells being used for their development. Okay. Well, we want you to sign off that you are not going to use certain other over-the-counter, easily accessed, and popular drugs for because exactly the same reason. The same way. Yeah. So. And the list that they put in this agreement that they signed has Tylenol, Pepto-Bismol, Aspirin. Tums, Lipitor, Motrin, Ibuprofen, which, you know, generic name, uh, Maalox, uh, Exlax, um, Tylenol cold and flu, Benadryl, Sudafed, Albuterol, which is an inhaler, Preparation H, um, the MMR vaccine, uh, the generic, uh, the, the medical name for Tylenol, uh, Claritin, Zoloft, Pseudofedrin, Prilosec, uh, 
and a couple others that I haven't heard of, but they're on that list. So this group has basically said, look, you want to say that uh, you want you don't want to take it for this reason? Here are a whole bunch of other products that fall under that same auspice. Go ahead. Tell us, swear to us that you don't do that too, and we'll take you at your word and give you that exemption. It's actually worded, uh, I read it, and it's worded in such a way that it doesn't say that they have never taken these things. It's just that upon signing it, they won't be taking them. And I don't know a single nurse who would give up their uh, Motrin or Tylenol or the ibuprofen or their, you know, headache medication of choice or their stomach medication of choice because they've just got so much shit to deal with. And but at the same time, I would love to be a fly on the wall for these hardcore advocates of no vaccine because fetal crap to learn that the medications that they've probably been taking for decades are made using the same freaking process. Yep. So we're going to have a little bit of fun at these people's expense because Lord knows they deserve it. However, let's go ahead and take care of the horrible scopes for you, give you something to smile at, and then we'll kind of work it from there. So for those of you that know what your astrological signs are cool, those of you that don't make it up, copy off of somebody else's homework. It doesn't matter. You're going to have a little bit of fun with these. Maybe. I don't know. Nobody bribed me this week, so everybody basically it's shit on the same way. Aries, vacationing is going to be tough this year, so plan on doing it all remotely. Instead of a pen pal system, how about setting up a way for people to televacation via Zoom or something? People in great locations that are local to them can bring a camera, show you around in real time, and you'll get to make new friends. And that sound like fun? It's actually not a bad idea. No, it's not. And I'm actually surprised I can't, the stars came up with it. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, every now and then they get it. Yeah, get a good one. They get it right. Uh, Taurus, feeling like you were adopted is normal. Sometimes we all feel like we don't fit in, and that's okay. Just remember that family isn't always about genetics. We're your family of choice now, and we kind of need to ask you if we can borrow your truck to move house. Please. Gemini, Saturday is going to be your best day this week. Buy some frozen waffles, pancakes, French toast, and good quality bacon and syrup for a Saturday morning cartoon cram fest. Don't worry if you can't find a onesie to fit you. Joseph. Joseph. Joseph, you are muted. Are you okay? Uh, geez. There you are. Yeah, I forgot I was on the mute. Uh, cancer Moonchild. How many bionic people have there been, including the 2007 Bionic Woman reboot and excluding any cartoon characters? If you want to say four, you want to say four, don't you? Well, the answer is five. No, that doesn't include Max the Bionic Dog. You didn't know about the seven million dollar man, did you? Go buy the box set and watch it all again, and watch out for a young John Delancey. Mm-hmm. Leo, 
you're not off the hook either, Leo. After you find the episode of The Bionic Man with John Delancey in it, pull up the rebooted Mission Impossible series from 1988. Mr. Delancey was the villain in the pilot episode after Star Trek The Next Generation had him on as Q. Uh, check that out. Virgo, you need to watch some TV too, Virgo. This time, it's a Star Trek actor battling, of all people, Wonder Woman. After he was conned the first time, Ricardo Montalban was in the 1974 TV movie with Kathy Lee Crosby in the title role. We want you to watch to the end to see the wonderful delivery Mr. Montalban gives the line, I love you, Wonder Woman. You actually did that very well. You actually did that. I can't do his accent. Sorry. Very few people can. Yeah. Libra, when we told you to buy new slacks to go into the office with. Okay, look. Technically, yes, it was casual Friday. And technically, yes, clown pants are definitionally slacks. And because you were technically correct, you are also technically going to be suggested to not do that again. At least not until late October. Scorpio, some stranger is going to give you life-affirming advice this week. Listen carefully to what they have to say, then ignore it. All you need to do is make them think you're paying attention and not being rude so they'll go away quicker. Sagittarius, your predecessors in New York did not listen to our warnings. We sincerely hope for your sake you pay better attention than they did. Getting rest doesn't always mean get sleep. Doing something entertaining can be just as good sometimes. Going down YouTube rabbit holes at 3 a.m. with your smartphone is an exception. Stop doing that. Sidebar, I have ended up going down a rabbit hole that included a gentleman who um, trims cow's feet. Oh. Don't yeah. ask. Don't. I, I thought it was pretty bizarre that I led a photo down the baby metal rabbit hole. <laughs> I don't know if he ever if he ever decided if he loved it or hated me for that. I don't know. He did it for hours. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column bitch, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, Capricorn. Is that where we're at? Capricorn? Yep. Okay. Debating with people online isn't the best use of your sleepless time this week, Capricorn. Invest in a set of binoculars instead. If you're in the country, you'll get to see some amazing stars. And if you're in the city, you can see some amazing late night activities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of those activities press up against the glass and the high rises. Aquarius, it's finally time to decide on your Halloween costume this year. Yes, it's a little early. But you're going to need time to plan out what it's going to be, find the fabric you'll need, get the right thread, read up on how to use a sewing machine for the fourth time. 
keep Bactine on hand just in case. One more time, Joseph, you get to close it out. And you are muted still. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's okay. Pisces. Being a farrier is more dangerous to job than you thought it would be. Not only are you going to get kicked by the horses, but at least one of them is going to nibble on your shoulder. That isn't the dangerous part. Explaining to your significant other why you have a love bite will be. And those are your horrible scopes for this week. Remember, if you enjoyed them, that's entirely accidental. And if you want something better, you can bribe us next time. Maybe the stars will be kind. Don't expect that they will be, but you can you can always ask. You can always ask. So, back to Arkansas. Because this is, this is a template for how all other medical groups should be behaving at this point. You want to go ahead and, and tell us that you have an objection? Fine. Let's see you be consistent. And oh, how delicious this was to read through. Did you guys read the article and the, and the whole thing with it all? Uh, not that specific one. I read it elsewhere when it came out. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was my reaction. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a beautiful thing to read. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, for one, seriously doubt that these people are really going, ah, fetal cells. Anyway, they're just looking for a reason. But this calls them out on it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, to kind of give everybody a, a feel for some of these different drugs in question, let's kind of go through uh, a couple of these because there are, there are several of them that are just so terribly important and I really shouldn't open that up. That's those of you watching on YouTube. That's my fault. I'm sorry. Uh, let's, let's go with one of the easier ones right at the top of the list. Tylenol. Uh, Tylenol is the brand name for, oh crap, I forgot what the, what the, what the generic term is for it. Acetaminophen. Acetaminophen. Sorry, tomato, potato, potato. Yeah. Um, there is a different, uh, pronunciation for it in, uh, British English. Uh, Paracetamol. Paracetamol. There you go. And it's, it's the same thing. It has been on the store shelves for a very, very long time. It is mm -hmm. very well respected. It is a very safe drug when taken correctly. For the record, you can kind of go outside of what they tell you you're supposed to do for a very short length of time, but you kind of have to be careful about that. I found that out a couple of years ago when my back popped. That was fun. No, it wasn't. And, um, the most notable bad that has ever happened with Tylenol was back in the 80s with the seven people that were poisoned because somebody screwed around with the... Now, let's see how well I remember. It was the capsule version, right? 
if you'll remember, they haven't been OTC for that long. I mean, it was in the 80s that they became o- OTC. Was it? Yeah. I thought it was a little earlier than that. Uh, it might have been late 70s. I'm going to have to Google that. But, I mean, it's been around a lot longer than they started selling analgesics other than aspirin over the counter. God, yeah. used to be prescription only. And and these nurses, I highly doubt that they would withhold this medication from their patients. Or from their own kids. Or from their own kids or anything like that. But if they were being consistent, then they would have problems, you know, administering this to other people because of the horror of the fetal cells. Oh, my God. They were tested on fetal cells. Yep. Now, there's a reason why I'm I'm taking that one out and the second one, Motrin. Mm-hmm. Ibuprofen is the generic. Motrin's a good painkiller when you have muscle pain. Yes. Now, there is there is a reason why I'm bringing these two up very specifically. From what I remember, reminding you that the last time I worked in a drugstore as a, a stock boy was a very, very long time ago, but as best as I remember, the description was Tylenol lessens the pain perceived. I, I, I may be highly overstating the, the terminology, bear with me. And ibuprofen helps to relax the muscles that are inflamed, thereby reducing the pain associated with them. Taking the two together is a very good way of helping for menstrual cramping. It's not the end-all be-all because they've since subsequently come out with better drugs that specifically target, but that one-two punch does a pretty damned good job, all things considered. And that, that's assuming you can also take that sort of thing and you don't have reactions to some of that stuff. Agreed. Agreed. But right. the, the. So again, like you said, all things considered. Yes. But the incidence of, uh, of, uh, adverse reactions to both of those specific drugs are very, very low. And that's part of the reason why a lot of these drugs that are now OTC, the likelihood of anybody being allergic to them is actually pretty damn low. And that's also very helpful when, you know, EpiPens are, what, $600 a shot or something like that? Whatever the hell it is. Anyway. Yeah. See, here's here's what people don't understand. Forgetting aside what medicines are using, taking advantage of fetal cell lines and things like that. (laughs) They don't truly understand what's going on because they're not given the information uh, without it being uh, used as a weapon, a weapon to automatically sway what their opinion should be. Okay. You want to talk about politicizing shit. Uh, Religion does a nasty job of it too. So you have fetal cells that are not from a newly aborted child. Uh, OT, by the way, OTC means over the counter. Um, I saw your little text pop up. No, actually, that was for uh, that was for Bridget, as a matter of fact. Oh, um, the 
fuel cell lines are exactly that. They're lines of cells that were grown from other cells that were grown from other cells that were grown from other cells and so on and so on and so on from the original cells that were originally from an abortion back in the 1970s and 80s. And the, they keep strict control over which uh, 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 documentation of which lines came from which origin. And so they actually have, um, uh, they actually documented uh, which fetal cell line for like Pfizer and Moderna uh, came from uh, HEK, that's uh, Hotel Echo Kilo 293. And that was uh, descended from a tissue sample taken in 1973 from an abortion that took place in the Netherlands. This isn't even an American child. This is a child from the Netherlands. Okay. And they use the cell lines to test uh, the effectiveness of any medications that they make. So the Tylenol, the vaccines, the Pepto-Bismol. They use these cells to test the reactions and, and, and systems. And But they don't make the medicines out of it. Okay. They use the cells basically as guinea pigs. Not to use the guinea pigs as your main ingredient to your medicine. And these people are not told this. Instead, they're given false data of what a, a fetus even looks like. They'll be given something, uh, a picture, like, you know, when they do the whole anti-abortion clinic, storm on an abortion clinic, they'll give out false uh, graphics. They'll tell them, you know, this is what's happening in the world. And this, uh, these aborted fetuses are going to be used for medicinal purposes. So if you go get a vaccine, you're, you're helping abortion clinics. Uh, you know, they had that hold to do, what was it? How many years ago was it? That whole fake undercover interview of buying and selling, um, aborted, uh, children. Oh God. Yeah. That thing. Yeah. That, that bullshit. Um, so people aren't given an opportunity to learn the facts of the situation, how things work, how things are used. And instead they're given a narrative a false narrative at that. And then they're told, now go out there and take this action based on this false information I've given you. And that comes from churches, that comes from religious organizations, that comes from politicians who are trying to maintain power, who are trying to maintain votes from a particular side of the authority uh, base of their uh, voter base. Uh, very unscrupulous people, in my opinion. Are all religious organizations unscrupulous? No. Are there quite a few that are sending out bad data? Yes. Same with politicians. Uh, same with just regular people. Same with people on Facebook. They see something, they repeat it, they regurgitate it, and they don't even source it. And Snoops is, or Snopes is right over there. Yeah. The thing that hurts me the most about this whole damn thing, and, and Bridget, you're, I'm, I'm targeting you in particular on this one, the number of people who are in the medical field who have been certified, have registration papers, have, uh, have diplomas that they have completed medical training from higher educations who absolutely refuse to accept the, the information from the people who are actually, you know, I, I don't want to say in charge of, but are you know, pe people well-respected in the community that they are part of, uh, they they just will not 
they, they, I don't even, I'm, you know, th- this thing pisses me off so much. I don't even know how to exactly uh, articulate how I mean this. And I'm, I'm hoping you're picking up what I mean. No, you lost me. <laughs> okay. Um, nurses. Yeah, right. Sure. You have a group of people who exist and, and are embedded neck deep, eye level deep, top of your head level deep in an environment where they can directly observe the lack of vaccination results, what it's doing to people, what it's doing to families, what it's doing to children and the elderly. They can see the direct results of what happens if you don't get vaccinated. And yet, some of them are still refusing to. Others are trying to continue to propagate the myth that the vaccines are harmful. And these are people who should know better. Yeah. I mean, I... I get kind of close on that one, Sue. Do not understand. I don't get it. Sort of. Unless their politics are just such that they can't see beyond, you know... The Trumpsters say this is bad and evil and we have to have our freedoms. Yeah, where I was uh, in- intending to go was the, the people who are, they are trained, they are certified, they have gone through extensive years of learning about the stuff, and they will not even accept the basic tenets of biology. Yeah. Well, the worst part is, is if you look at some of these hospitals that have been bailed out by religious organizations, they no longer have to obey science and scientific testing and scientific results because a firmly held belief system is superior to rigorous scientific testing. A belief in a magical sky daddy is superior than the science that we actually utilize to cure cancers, to combat cancers, to prolong a person's life who normally they would have months to live. We can give them years to live potentially, depending on what they have and what they're fighting and how early it's caught. You know, it's better to send thoughts and prayers to somebody who's facing eviction rather than sending, you know, helping to donate some money to, Maybe an attorney who can kind of sway the bank to, hey, you know, maybe you need to forgive this portion and renegotiate the uh, mortgage. You know? Yeah, it's funny that you bring up the whole religious uh, thing. Let, let's let's kind of take this uh, a little bit of a sideways, because this this medical organization has said, okay, you want to actually hold on to these beliefs? Okay, let's say you hold up to these beliefs and actually pledge to them. Let's take- yeah, They're calling them out on their bullshit. Let's take this one sideways and south to Texas, where we know for well, we've, we've talked about the, the new six-week um, abortion uh- thing that they're trying to do. And let's go ahead and combine that with Rifra and the nice folks over there at the Satanic Temple who are now coming down and saying our sincerely held religious beliefs say that uh, we're allowed to have. So um, 
yeah, we'll see you in court, and we'll see about getting those people who convert over to our faith their abortions that they are legally supposed to be able to do anyway. And watch them twist in the breeze. Don't we love them? I just want to slap, you know, because he's like, well, they've got a whole six weeks, you know, to make a decision and go get something done. And it's like, no, you dumbass. That's not how it works. You're talking two weeks after, you know, they are late for their period, not six. So go fuck yourself. Yeah, it's disingenuous as hell. At best. Oh, they know full well what they're doing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we know. And that's part of the reason why I, you know, my little one is a card-holding member of the Satanic Temple. I've actually considered doing it myself just because the cards are so cool to look at. Have you guys seen the cards that they've got? You, 25 yeah. bucks, you know? Yeah, it's it's actually pretty cool. I'm actually a member of two churches. I'm a member of the Church of the Dude. Oh, me too. And I'm, I'm also ordained a minister. <laughs> yeah, me, me, me too. I went for the ordained minister level. And yep. I'm also a member of the Church of Bacon. Yeah. Yeah, because it's bacon. Yeah, just don't eat the mints. Awesome. The, the, the bacon mints are just really gross. I'm just. I, I'm waiting for the Church of Gravy, so then I will have ch- bacon and gravy. Ah. Uh... I can just see it now. He holds up his his uh, card membership card to the Church of Bacon and stick it into somebody's face and just say, "Oh, what's the matter? Are you feeling salty about this one?" That's such a dad joke. I don't like the Church of Dudeism. The dude abides. Yep. <laughs> it's essentially don't be an ass. <laughs> Um, but, but you know, part, of- part of me is also an asshole because I realize what I'm doing is, is assholery. You know, uh, laughing at these people for getting called out on their bullshit is kind of being a dick. No, but no, it's also what? no. It's I'm, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop you right there. No, it is not. Not tell you why. You are laughing at them because of their own short-sightedness and their own idiocy and their hypocrisy and at that uh, point gonna, they deserve it but the, somebody to say it's a, a kind of a relief mechanism because of all this bottled up anger and being upset at here we have the medical professionals who know better and they're doing the same stupid shit as everybody else mm-hmm. and now it's biting them in the ass and I have some relief in that they're finally getting what they deserve. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, there's other stuff going on, too, that I think is really cool. Like in Florida, there was this chiropractor that got busted because he was writing all, I mean, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, uh, you know, medical exemptions for kids to not have to wear masks without examining all these people. I mean, I don't remember how many hundreds of kids it was, like 600, 700. Oh, it was, that, a, it was a sizable amount of money. That the school district just went, we're not accepting anything from this dude anymore. Just stop. Well, the main reason why he got invest- he is being investigated isn't just the number of uh, scripts that he wrote out. Um, 
somebody made the declaration that if you had entered into his office and you were from, you know, from your kid was in that school district, that there were forms pre-filled out on his, you know, welcome desk. Mm-hmm. And all you had to do was enter your kid's name into them, that they were all pre-filled out and signed. That's a big freaking no-no. Big no-no. That and is so put that's out currently being investigated. And heaven, literally, heaven help that guy. If they had internal cameras and long-term video storage, because <laughs> that'll be used against them in a court of law. And rightly Hopefully. so. Yeah, rightly so. The the thing is, is that I used to go to a chiropractor growing up. Why? Because my knee uh, cap would actually pop out of the socket. Um, I had uh, problems with the vertebrae in my neck, and uh, several other family members had certain uh, bone problems where things would go out of whack, out of alignment. And he pointed out to us two facts. Now, at the time. X-ray machines were not nearly as portable and as tiny as they are now. So back then, one of the things you warned us about, you know, is if we ever move and we go to a chiropractor and they have an X-ray machine in their office, find another one because those things were not cheap back then. They're much cheaper now in comparison. True. So, um, but he pointed out that a good uh, chiropractor can uh, pretty much tell what's out of alignment by sense of touch. And that if you indicate you've been in like a car accident or something like that, that, uh, you know, or you're a brand new patient, you know, erring on the extreme side of caution, they might request an x-ray, you know, make sure there's nothing broken, yada, yada, yada. Okay, fine. The other thing that a chiropractor should never be able to do and should never, ever come out of their mouth is prescribing medication or saying anything about how chiropractics will improve their, um, their health. There's realignment and readjustments, and that's it. And so a chiropractor saying, yeah, this is going to help make you get less colds, run. Don't walk out of that office. They want to try to prescribe you medications, run. Don't walk out of that office. Because a, a, a good chiropractor spends about the same amount of time learning chiropractics as a doctor learns their profession, which doesn't give them time to go and get their education in medications. And I've followed by that guidance from that chiropractor, and I have never been read, led astray by it. I have actually walked out of chiropractor offices that where they were like, well, uh, we're going, we want you to start taking this medication, and we're going to readjust you, and it should help your allergies. And it's like, uh, it's... I came in for a readjustment on my neck. Uh, see ya. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. So uh, a chiropractor, nowhere should a chiropractor be saying, yeah, your kid doesn't need a vaccine. That chiropractor should have be boycotted at that point. And chances are, if these uh, accusations turn out to be true, it's entirely possible that they could be uh, sanctioned is probably the nicest word I could use for it. Oh, yeah. And then the religious right and the rest of those idiots will be like, oh, start an Indiegogo for them. Yeah. And watch that shit get shut down pretty damn quick because they don't put up with that anymore. And rightly so. So, again, nothing wrong with laughing at their stupidity. 
that kind of really bothers the heck out of me that they're willing to start an Indiegogo for a shyster person like that, but they're not willing to hand a sandwich to a homeless guy on the street who's hungry. What good Christians they are. I'm just, I'm glad to see people fighting back now, you know, like, yeah, the people in Arkansas going, um, yo, if you say that you're against this, then you also have to be against this. Because somebody has to do something. You yeah. know, we've got three states now that are operating on, you know, crisis standards of care. Three. And it's so bad in Idaho right now that they're under a universal DNR order. I don't know if you were aware of that or not. I was not. Yeah, I went to Holy. their. Uh, yeah, I went to their official website, and uh, yeah, to see what their crisis standards of care was after it was declared. And um, yeah, if you happen to go into cardiac arrest, and it doesn't matter if you're at your home, if it happens in the hospital, whatever, you're done. They're not resuscitating you. They're not shocking you. They're not doing compressions. You're just gone. And they announced this on the 16th, no, the 17th. And, you know, people have not ever had to see what that looks like. And that's where they're at. It's that bad. There's a piece of fallout that's going to happen from that. And it's not anything of what anybody else is thinking about. And, and Alaska is in that position, too. They haven't gone to universal DNR orders yet like Idaho has. But... They're trying to figure out what to do with dialysis patients because they have more people who need dialysis that are hospitalized from COVID than they have machines. I really think that all the hospitals need to go to a, uh, a standard of if you come into the hospital and you don't have a card that shows you've been vaccinated, guess what? That person who just came through the door who's having a heart attack and they've been vaccinated yeah, you're going to wait while they get treatment first. Well, they can't do that. Oh, um, they're already doctors turning away patients saying, hey, look, if you don't well, get they vaccinated, are, but they're, you can't be a patient but not, anymore. But it's not life or death at that moment. Um, if you come into the hospital, they will still have to triage you no matter what. But they're using, you know, weighted, you know, point systems. Yeah, and, and they can, they can change the points. Well, no. I mean, they've got their they've got their documents drawn up on how they are to assign points, and I spent a good you know part of last night actually going through and looking at how they're assigning things, and you know they're going to look at you know how many organ systems you have that could be suffering, and they're looking at your labs and all that other stuff. But they're you know assigning points on something called a SOFA scale, and the higher the points you have, you know the the further down the list you go as far as, you know, like if you have these conditions, then you get, you know, points assigned for that. If you're this age, you get points assigned for that. And the lowest points gets the treatment. And so their priority right now is uh, first to save kids that are, you know, zero to 17 years of age. That's first, you know, first group that gets treated. The second group is going to be pregnant women who have uh, pregnancies that are longer than 28 weeks. And then the next group is going to be people who are aged like 18 to 40. Uh, Wait, pregnancies longer than 28 weeks? Yes. What about all these pro-lifers, you know? Uh, Shouldn't women who are immediately pregnant? (laughs) Never mind. Sorry, I'm just being an asshole at this point. I see a finger, Susan. Yeah. 
Um, is 28 weeks at this point considered viability? Yes. Okay. That's, that's probably the reason why. Uh-huh. To make sure that they have a viable fetus at that point, that it's not going to be, you oh know, my. a Hail Mary to do a C-section, the mom die and take the baby. Oh my God. Though. Hey, look, we got our perfect answer for abortion uh, uh, guidance. There you go. 28 weeks. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, though. There are two things. I'm, I'm sorry. Fin- finish the, uh, the, the triage thing. And, and- yeah. So the next, it's uh, going to be adults that are 18 to 40. And then next, it's going to be people who are either healthcare providers or, you know, directly assisting in healthcare, you know, procedures that are important to keep, you know, the network up and functioning to, you know, treat people. Um, and then it goes to the people who are over age 40 to 60. And then if there's anything else left over, it goes to those people. And that's just the way that it is. So, you know, if you happen to be pregnant and, you know, you're eh, 20 weeks long, that's not going to get priority because that, that fetus is not viable and you're just going to have to wait. <laughs> mm-hmm. The two pieces that got me now. Trying to deal with the concept that there is a non-zero chance that a newborn at the, let's, let's move it up a little bit. Let's say 30 weeks mm-hmm. would have to go into the NICU and could conceivably be infected with COVID. Mm-hmm. And it happens. It has happened. I, 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 I cannot for the life of me conceive of what Nick, you staff must go through when they discover that this has happened. I mean, barring making it uh, it, its own isolated scrubbed air system, like the, 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 what the hell was that? The, the, the boy in the plastic bubble. Uh, you, 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 oh my God. The other piece that got me was if there is a mandatory DNR, mm-hmm. if an ambulance crew has someone in their unit on the way to the hospital and they code, they are still going to be conscious for part of that mm-hmm. while they shut down and die with them. Yeah. And the other part of this, too, is if you happen to have somebody that's intubated on a ventilator and somebody else needs it and that, and that person is higher up on the priority list, they will take you off that ventilator and give it to the other person. I mean, they're calling it reallocation of sources, but that's exactly what that means. And the the thing that hurts the most about it is that the logic is sound. It is sound. Um, that's why they have triage teams to do this, because they don't want people that are actively involved in care of this patient or people who have, you know, who are attached to them to have to make that decision. And so they're not making the decision. They have other people to do that. Take the doctor out of the room and go and take the person, you know, off life support and uh, 
you know, tell the family, sorry, we need this equipment. And, you know, somebody else with higher priority has to have it. It sounds cold, but this is how they're having to operate. You know, uh, welcome to unrestrained, you know, outbreak pandemic, you know. And it's the right thing to do. It is the right thing to do. There's ethical frameworks for it. And, and, you know, looking at the Idaho guidelines, they based them off ones that the VA uses and uh, New York. But they had to come up with these in 2020, you know, before it got this bad and said, you know, this is a last resort. But if we have to go to this, these are the steps that we will use. And you will go in order on this you know, chart. This is how it is. And it's pretty brutal, you know, when you actually walk through the steps and see how it plays out. It makes sense. But it's cold. It's clinical. It's brutal. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, the, the DNR, if you happen to be in the hospital having treatment and you arrest, oh, well, it sucks to be you. You're not getting treatment. You're doing nothing to bring you back. And you know, if you're home and they call 911 because, oh, so-and-so's had a cardiac arrest, they don't come get them. I've seen a bureaucracy move at the speed of a bureaucracy, which is incredibly slow. And I've seen a bureaucracy move at the speed of lightning which is incredibly fast. And the medical bureaucracy, if they really wanted to, overnight, they could rewrite the ratings and rule system and get vaccinated people. That lower point system compared to unvaccinated people, especially now that the vaccines are approved, rather than just being under the emergency approval umbrella. They're, they, they are not going to do that, though. I mean, they're going to use the points. The vaccine status has nothing to do with it. I don't know. I mean, the health insurance companies are already taking point on this. Well, that's there health was... insurance companies. Ethically, a hospital right. cannot do that. They will provide you some care. And, and these guidelines do, you know, make that clear that you will get some care. It just may not be life-saving care. It might not be good care. You'll get some care. They might haul you off into a closet and give you some morphine and let you die, but you'll get some care. Hold that thought just one second. Because I was just suddenly thinking about that. And I, I, I know that we've kind of rabbit holed down away from where I was originally anticipating to go, but we've now gotten into an area that is kind of important. Which does anybody know which states permit um euthanasia? Okay. I mean, this is something that was a I think Ohio was one of those, wasn't it? I can Google that'd be wonderful. It, the reason why I'm bringing it up is that the the reason I'm bringing this up is. This is something that has been contentious in the United States for several decades. The idea of um, death with dignity, I think, is one of the ways that it was putting it. And now that we're talking about being in these situations, I'm really wondering if there are any states where 
these mandatory DNRs are going into effect and people could just basically opt out for lack of a better way of putting it. Uh, looks like, uh, they have physician assisted suicide in 10 states. Uh, none of, well, Hawaii is, I was going to say that none of these are on the list at operating at crisis standards yet, except Hawaii is, um, but yeah, the other hospitals are not on the list. Cause right now it's Hawaii, Idaho, and um, Alaska that are having to operate at these standards. Jesus. And by the way, over in the live chat, Felis finally made it. Hi, Han. We were a little bit worried about you the last couple of days. Good to see you. But what they've been instructed to do is is basically, you know, if with the shortage is going on, is treat these people, you know, like they're hospice patients and not provide them critical care services. So, you know, take them off to a corner that's available, try to keep them comfortable, let them go. My God, we thought that nursing staff was burnt out already as it was with overwork. And now we're going to have medical workers who have trained for in some cases, decades, who deciding are now, who lives and dies. I'm sorry. Yeah. Deciding who lives and dies. Yeah. Because there's just not enough to go around. And it didn't have to be this way. No, it didn't. That's, that's what hurts the absolute most. That's the unfairness of the whole damn thing. It didn't have to be this way. Yeah. I mean, this is supposed to be a last resort. And when these guidelines, you know, were written, nobody ever, ever anticipated having to actually put them in place. You know, they, they put them in place, but they didn't ever anticipate having to use them. No, of course not. I mean, who the hell would ever in, – in an industry where your job is to keep people healthy and recovering from injuries of some case or other, the idea of, yeah, you got to go ahead and figure out who's going to live and who's going to die, or more specifically, who's going to die, you know, that's just – I mean, who who would ever conceive before all of this that something like this – could happen. And that's, like I said, why. What kills me is that it didn't have to be this way. So this is how I can kind of run this backwards and loop back around to where we were supposed to be originally. These same medical staff, like I was saying for the, the topic of it all, some of these people are still the very same ones that have refused treatment, specifically the magic don't kill me juice. And it's on grounds that are demonstrably false. It's the only way to, it's the only way to, to word it. And I hate using the term demonstrably. I absolutely hate it. It is such a pretentious sounding word, but it, it's the only one that makes sense. We can show categorically without a doubt 
without any kind of hesitancy whatsoever that what they are claiming is absolute and utter 100% horseshit up and down the board. And yet, these people keep saying, no, 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 still believing the lies that have been told to them, and because they are also in positions of some kind of medical authority, even if they are, and I, I don't say this lightly, even if they are nurses, and let's be clear, I have said on too damn many occasions, nurses, you never piss off a goddamn nurse, ever, because they know what the hell is going on before anybody else does. And you most assuredly do not piss off the head nurse at a nurse's station. Don't you ever goddamn do that. I will go to town on your ass if you do that. But the point being is, these people, because they are knowledgeable otherwise, and they've been suckered in for whatever reason to believe this absolute horseshit, they don't want to take the magic don't kill me juice. They influence others to not get it. And now they're being called out on it, and they are going to be hoisted by their own petard. And it's about goddamn time. And some of these people are going to be some of the ones that are going to be left later. Because some of them are going to be well, did you wear a mask? Well, that's what did you in. So it that's just the way that it's going to be. And the people who've been doing the right things, the ones who've been trying to help out, the ones who've been forced into the position of not resuscitating somebody that had a heart attack at 40 for no goddamn reason, they're the ones that are going to be burnt out the ones that actually wanted to help. And they're the ones that are going to be gone. I don't, I don't understand these people. And I'm so proud for these goddamn medical groups who finally just said, it's, it's enough of this bullshit. We just need to go. I'm so glad to hear that there are some groups that are finally doing that. I'm not the only one that thinks that it's about time that fi finally somebody puts their foot down and says, look, you do, you do not. You do not, you leave. Done. Yep. Yep. I wouldn't want an unvaxxed person anywhere near not only me, but anybody that's in the NICU. Just no. Oh, hell yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm totally with you on that. And I'm so sick and tired of hearing people say, but kids don't get COVID. Babies can't die from COVID. And it's like, yes, they absolutely can. Kids can die from measles. <clears throat> well, yeah. But I've seen an awful lot of, you know, pictures of kids in the NICU that are, you know, one, under one, that are on, you know, ventilators. That's well, not right. Or symptomatic or non-symptomatic they're still carriers and they allow the, the virus to propagate and oh. uh, 
they're ventilators for infants, newborns. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, okay, um, uh, for those of you that are listening, uh, after the fact, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm terribly sorry about the, um, uh, the grand pause there. Um, some weeks ago, I, I, uh, I, I told the guys on, the, uh, the, the rest of the panel, um, one of the reasons why I am, I'm terribly, uh, I don't know how to, I, I don't know how to explain it without tipping my hand. Um, there, there was an event where uh i knew someone who might have needed to have been intubated only to be told yeah if they get put on an intubation tube uh they're they're not coming off of it and this was a a long time before covid a, a long time it had nothing to do with anything like that um the the concept of uh of one of these tubes in a, a newborn is i don't even think terrifying is the word that i'm looking for i uh, horrific is the only word that i can think of and i know that the reason why they've got it is simply because when when all is said and done preservation of life at the risk of discomfort is an acceptable trade-off. I, I get that. It doesn't change the fact that, um, wow. That's a horrifying image. I mean, it, it is. Oh my God. And on top of it all, there is a, there is a massive difference in how to uh insert uh an intubation tube in an adult versus not an adult and there is the possibility of accidentally tubing the wrong tube if you will and that's a well that's a, a problem with adults as well i mean you have to make sure it goes in the right well, yeah yes I I exactly but I mean, they use smaller ones for infants, but yeah, they exist. You, you think? Yeah, much smaller. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry that that about the size of a, a regular NG tube that they would do on an adult. It's a lot smaller, but still. Man, I just had an episode of House MD go through my head, where House turned to a doc, uh, turned to a parent, and go, "You know, it's really popular this time of year, baby coffins." Yeah. Yeah. You know, but that, that's another reason why they have to wait until, you know, if, if a woman's pregnant, you know, they have to wait 
until it's, you know, 28 weeks or older to, to take it because, you know, younger than that is pretty futile, you know, to, to try to save it. And, you know, the thing that they're running into now is these women who are, you know, pregnant and coming in with COVID, you know, the, the mom's going to die anyway, but, you know, fetus is being oxygen deprived. And sometimes even if the mom makes it, still going to, yeah, lose the baby because low oxygen. And the thing about COVID is, well, the thing about being pregnant in general is you're more susceptible to getting sick anyway because your immune system shit while you're pregnant. And, you know, so if women are not vaccinated they're and they're pregnant, then they're just, you know, much higher risk of getting COVID than the rest of us. So now I just suddenly thought to myself, you remember the story from, I want to say it was Florida, the ambulance worker who was pregnant and intentionally said, you know, don't, don't resuscitate me in a situation of uh, vegetative state. And the governor, yes, it was Bush at the time who stepped in and said, no, you will keep the body alive mm. so that the pregnancy can come to term. Was that, I thought there was one in Texas where she was like 13 weeks pregnant and they would not take her off. What was it, Texas? God, I don't And 13 weeks was just really stupid. I mean, because there was no way they were going to keep her alive long enough. And the governor but intentionally stepped in and wrote... Uh, and, and signed a law specific to this person to keep them in. And the father had, her husband had to fight. I and, think that was Florida. I mean, not Florida, Texas. I think that was I, Texas. I, you know, I don't, I don't remember which one it was, but now I'm kind of wondering if Texas also goes to a mandatory DNR situation. What happens to those women who are pregnant? Well, I guess they would force them to be on life support, but just if she happens to go into cardiac arrest, can't bring her back. And, you know, from, from looking at their health guidelines and things like that, um, you know, it does make sense. Not to resuscitate people because, you know, it does involve lots of bodily fluids and, you know, it's a hazard to the rest of the staff and it takes a lot of resources. Yeah. You know, you can't have six or seven people working on one patient if you don't have enough staff to take care of the rest of the beds. It's just not feasible. You know? And... Yeah, there are also outlines on if you don't have ventilator, you know, ventilators available, then you can do it manually with an bamboo bag, but you can only do that for so long. You get tired. God. You know, you can't keep ventilating people by hand for, you know, indefinitely. It's just not workable. Remember, you remember all the stuff that ended up happening last year where the 3D making market went absolutely ballistic and made ventilation system 
and and 3D models for people to print so they could get stuff done. Still have to have people to operate them, though. And you have to have oxygen, and there's been shortages of oxygen. And, and Florida's been saying, please don't use as much water because we need to use it to make oxygen. You're right next to the goddamn ocean. Why not just spin out the other stuff, filter out the rest of the stuff? And look at that. Plenty of water left to go around. Uh, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But it's just, uh, it it never had to get this out of control, people. Never. No. No, there was was no no reason for it. It's no excuse. So now these people that are going to be out of a job when they finally come down and say, oh, I'm not going to work at a place that, that wants to go ahead and hold me up to my own standards. Screw you. I'm, I'm going away and you'll hear from my lawyer. Yeah, good luck on that one first and foremost. But that then means that we're going to have yet another shortage of medical staff. So the question becomes, which is the greater evil? having these people unvaccinated tending to patients or having fewer staff overall, but are vaccinated. Say it's a, it's a greater evil having unvaccinated people on that staff because people who are there for non COVID related reasons can catch COVID from their nurses if they're not vaccinated. That's a good I didn't I didn't really think of it that way. That's a good point. I was just thinking about it in the terms of, you know, not having enough power, enough staff. Yeah. yeah. Cuz I mean, how many people are you going to end up burning through because you just don't have enough people? And I'm it's still- burning through them anyway. After a year and a half of this, they're tired. They're tired. It's good. They're done. And done putting up with the bullshit from all the people who are just, I don't want to go ahead and take a shot. I, I, I'll take a bullet yeah. from my country. You won't take a needle in the arm. Shut the fuck up and sit down. Yeah. I was deathly afraid, and I got ahead and I got done because it's the right thing to do. Freaking bunch of babies. Did that, and now I'm deathly afraid that one of us, not, not my daughter, yeah, because she's you know, not as old as we are, but I'm afraid one of us are going to fall and break a hip and we're going to be screwed. You know, if you happen to break a hip and you need surgery, well, <laughs> now's not the best time. If you happen to get in a really bad accident, now's not the best time. Or if your house happens to catch on fire and you get severe burns, now's not a good time. You know, the, the black humor part of me is coming out now and, and thinking to myself, well, w- what happens if you get a dislocated hip from very vigorous sex? That's probably not going to go over real well. I just don't need surgery. You might be able to find somebody to pop it back in place, but <laughs> you need a hospital bed, you can't get one. <laughs> get a nice swift kick in the side for that one, right? Yeah. Or go see a chiropractor, maybe. They could pop it back in place. I don't think chiropractors are typically on call for emergencies. Mm, probably not, but... 
can't go to the emergency room, though, because those are really full, too. Some people are in there for days. You know what? Actually, maybe if you if if you dislocated a, a if you dislocated your hip from from sex, you absolutely should go into the ER because they will treat you because they will just go ahead and say, this is the best laugh we've had in two years. Sure. <laughs> come on. This one's on the house. God. Do you want us to remove anything while we got you here? Come on. The, the radio tech is in the back room. Come on. We can, we, can, we can find something if something's lost for you. This is the black humor coming out right about now, guys. Been even having to do some surgical procedures in the back of ambulances in some places. God, that's insane. And, and, and of course, you know, we had, um, uh, we had, uh, our, uh, Sam Mulvey, uh, you know, good friend of ours. He's an okay friend. Kind of more an acquaintance, kind of blew us off last time. You know what? Screw you, man. And he, um, he was going to have, um, work done brain surgery literally brain surgery uh i i I keep wanting to to i i keep wanting to say that basically what he had was a a, a nice version of a oh god what the hell i keep forget what the what the procedure was called because i don't like to think about it the uh uh, the uh ice pick under under the eyes scoop the the frontal lobe what the hell with the psychiatric lobotomy yes thank you i keep i keep wanting to say that uh, that he he got he got the the non cracker jack box version of a lobotomy and um even for him he had said that his surgery at the time had to be pushed back because of stuff going on over there in washington state in washington state where we would expect that you know things would be you know marginally better and elective surgeries that are pushed out far enough are going to become emergency surgeries yep yeah agreed and then what it's just kicking the can down Well, some of those emergency surgeries just aren't going to happen. Which is why you have people dying from gallstones and pancreatitis and things like that, because. Yeah, funny enough, uh, we, we had somebody in um, uh, the feline conspiracy group that I'm with uh, had to have a uh, gallbladder taken out and is not real happy about it. Let me tell you, um, they're they're having to deal with the whole, you know, how do I eat now kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I, I I gave him pointers because I still remember. Fortunately, it's been a very, very long time since I had mine removed. So, you know, I, I still remember. But at least at this point in my lifetime, I don't have to worry too much about how I eat. Which I think might be a, a little bit more of a testament to how I eat now as opposed to anything else. But be this as it may. Yeah. It's stuff that you don't need to die from anymore. Or at least you're not supposed to have to. And anybody that doesn't know, pancreatitis is... It is fair to call it painful. 
For anybody that doesn't understand what pancreatitis is, it is when your liver starts to digest your body from the inside out. Digest your body. Let that concept sink into you. And it's a relatively, I say, hash, uh, you know, uh, scare quotes here, relatively simple procedure to remove the gallbladder, thereby getting rid of the gallstones, thereby making sure that your body actually repairs itself, because that would be nice. But people don't, people don't want to believe in the freaking science at all. Yeah, they can do that through a K-hole surgery, but you can't do a K-hole surgery if you don't have a, a surgical bed. You can't have a surgical bed if you don't have the staff, and you don't have the... the staff available because COVID! <laughs> you know, it's, it's pretty sad when you have some poor dude that's holed up in an ambulance for like a couple of days because they literally have no beds and no hospitals available to take them. And a surgeon finally says, fuck it, and goes out to the ambulance and does surgery in the ambulance. <laughs> you know, because got gunshot victim there that needs surgery and there's no place to take them and this is a thing now oh god i'm sorry i'm i'm laughing because i'm i'm thinking back on the episode of mash where uh father mulcahy he had gone out in a in a in a uh in a jeep to pick up somebody and they ended up starting to they needed a trach tube and they literally talked him through inserting a trach tube into the patient um and the tube that they used was they they took the the center out of a pen so that he could breathe through the pen it wasn't the prettiest of surgery but again you know discomfort versus death i mean yeah <laughs> pick your poison improvise sometimes yeah you know? and you know, but one other thing I got to thinking about was these people that are having to be airbacked, you know, several hundreds of miles away. God, yeah. How did, if these people happen to make it and they're discharged, how do they get home? Heart attack people who ended up with, uh, what was it, uh, almost six hours in an ambulance trying to go from ER to ER, trying to find somebody that would take them. I think it was one of the stories that I had heard relatively recently. And there was one where uh, I can't remember if he died or not, but I think he did die. Uh, that they had tried 43 different hospitals trying to find some place to send him. You know, but in cases where they're sending people like from Utah to, you know, Boston, which has been a thing. Um, when the, once those people are discharged, how do they get home? Because, you know, insurance is not going to pay to fly them back home. They can't exactly get a taxi, you know? Man, that would be the Uber of Ubers right there, wouldn't it? Yeah. <sighs> and they didn't ask to get shuttled all over creation it's not like it's their fault no i mean you have to go where a bed is yeah but insurance doesn't pay to get them home 
and the cynical part of me is ready to say, that's assuming that the insurance company wants to pay anything in the first place. Which they don't. I don't want to pay. I can tell you that. No. No. And again, it didn't have to be like this. No, it didn't. And these people who are keeping it going, I'm just so pissed off at them. I can't stand it. As an aside, as an aside, there was a statistic that we saw come through. I don't remember if it was this week or it started uh, pulling out last week, whatever the case may be, of the areas where uh, the groups that were most likely to be vaccinated or the the percentages of those groups that were vaccinated most. And one of them was trying to look at the vaccination profiles in California, because you might remember uh, the governor had faced a, a recall election. It's the best way of putting it. And they went ahead and they ran the numbers. That whole fiasco we're not going to go into other than to remind you. They went ahead and they looked at the votes for each county. The ones that voted yes, recall the governor, had a far higher incidence of COVID infections and a lower instance of vaccinations than the counties that were, no, do not recall the governor. This has also been shown to play out in other counties and in other states at this point, all over this damn country. And it sucks. And it's to be expected. It really is. This is not something new. This is not a new um, statistic. This is not a new reaction to things. Anytime we have our government mandate something, either through a bill or anything like that, the biggest pu- biggest pushback we get are from the gun toters, the right-wingers, um, the heavy religious fanatics, um, anything where they're being told what to do, it's an immediate pushback. doesn't matter if they're being told something and they're being told this is something you have to do. Uh, I'm an American. I don't have to do it. My rights, my guns, and my life, except it's, you know, in this case, it's not just their life. It's the life of everybody around them. And the thing that made me all kinds of warm and squishy in my pants, thank you, Dot Warner, is to see that there is one demographic in this country where the vaccination percentage is approximately 90%. Approximately 90% of atheists in the United States are vaccinated, fully vaccinated. 
the much further down the list to the much less likely to be vaccinated and why much less, I mean by uh, tens of percentage points, white evangelicals. Yep. Something in the 40% range, if memory serves. Thereabouts. I don't like to think like this, but the logic and the statistics tell us that if out of 100 patients admitted to a hospital with COVID, there will be two that are vaccinated with enough symptoms to need hospitalization for some length, and the other 98 are unvaccinated people. The statistics bear this out, which means the, the statistical trend will be the white evangelical groups are simply going to die out on their own. Well, they're fine with that because they've got the quiverful movement. They'll just have more babies. Some of them. Yeah. Um, hard to have babies when you're dead, though. Yeah, but statistically speaking, somebody in that movement is going to have babies that are resistant or tolerant of those viruses to the point of where they get flu-like symptoms and they survive just fine with no long-term side effects. Meanwhile, they're out there spreading it around and causing other people to die in the process, and they just don't give a damn. That's the problem, okay? The problem is is that there's enough survivors to that encourage the mentality of those others that refuse to get vaccinated, that refuse to wear a mask, that refuse to social distance. Even within That's the, the religion, even even within the religion, I mean, it seems to be this Darwinian test that you know it's just layer after layer of bad advice and false hope and false uh, false promises. Yeah, and yeah, they keep doubling down on it. It's just you know. Um, the the religious that. leaders are just basically, well, whatever, whatever humans make it through this. So, well, we still get our ten percent. Well, and not only that, whatever humans are, make through it is God ordained. You know. Well, it's it's just humans telling other humans what to do, and it's humans letting other people, other humans decide for them. Well, what's let, right? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I, I want to actually say something about that it's not just humans telling other humans what to do it's humans telling what other humans what to do that put their lives in harm's way and other people's lives in harm's way because they don't want to lose their power over those people even if those people die in the process or other people die in the process yeah let's call it like it is there is there is something to that but joseph i also wanted to uh, point something out to you apparently 
one of the most dangerous jobs in the United States right now appears to be conservative religious talk show hosts. Because these are the ones who keep saying, I'm not going to get vaccinated. They don't get vaccinated. And they seem to be dropping like flies over here right now. So yeah. that whole, you know, the, the Darwin test of it all does appear to be operating as intended. So, you know, it, it's not just the flock that are going down. I think yeah. that this uh, proves a point for better mental health care, too, because, you know, oppositional defiant disorder is something that adolescents get through. I think these people are stuck. That could well, be. we it's up to us to make a difference. And it, I'm not sure it really even matters, but um, there are a good lot of those quote-unquote leaders who are believers, and there's those who know full well the evil of their ways. And I think there are, are only way out of this is uh, a fundamental change in our education. Because um, a public, a non-credulous public, uh, a public who is brought up with the, the notion that it's okay to question authority and that it's even an obligation, um, this kind of scenario wouldn't stand for people who who take responsibility for their own decisions, who make their own decisions instead of letting other people make them for them. So would it be fair to say that we need the punk scene now more than ever before? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> for those people that, for whatever reason, don't know, if you want to go ahead and question authority, or more appropriately, throw a big middle finger right into the middle of their forehead and say, screw you, I'm finding my way through, I'm not going to just trust you, that would be the punk scene. You want to have somebody that's going to go ahead and say, screw your rules, I'm going to redefine everything the way that I think it should be, and it's based off of how I see everybody else behaving to each other. That's the punk scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah, punk's an attitude. It's not a style. Yes, it is. And that's why I love seeing this. There was a, there was, I, I forget when the hell it was, but there was a scene, a, a picture, a, a photograph that had been taken of somebody. It might have been an, even in England, uh, perhaps, you know, back in the, back in the seventies or, or, or eighties, uh, a, a punk person shaved the vast majority of the side of their head and had done the spiked mohawk and you know the, the big heavy leather jacket with the spikes and whatnot on it smiling kneeling down so that a little kid come could come over and check out and touch the stuff and you know check them out and see you know this is actually kind of cool i've never seen something like this before and the punk person's got the smile on their face like yeah man don't worry about it it's all good I love it. Punk gets such a bad rap over the years. 
And I never understood that. I'm so glad that I know better now. I'm so glad I know better now. Well, I was punk when I was younger. And the, the, bad, the bad rap that uh, that punk gets, well, um, you can thank Malcolm McLaren for that. I'm not sure I know who that was. Malcolm McLaren? He was the manager, quote-unquote manager, for the Sex Pistols. Oh, yeah. He exploited the fuck out of that. Yeah, well, Sid wasn't exactly the nicest of personalities in the first place anyway. Well, Sid did dick in the group. (laughs) Sid was a... Sid... uh, Folks don't know. Sid Vicious, yes, he was the, the lead singer for the Sex Pistols, but... He wasn't punk. He was just a dick. Even during the... He he, he was supposed to play bass guitar, but uh, he played so badly that during the concert, uh, often his fellow band members would turn off his amp. <laughs> oh, that's, 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 that's beautiful. That's brilliant. Kicking the hell out of the band. Anybody wants to know why I absolutely detest Sid Vicious, all you need to do is to listen to his rendition of My Way and realize... Hey, I love that. That rendition is absolutely, utterly disrespectful to music. Not to the song, to music. Uh... That's my opinion, reminding you, opinion, and I've got one. Okay. Because that's that's kind of the way that I feel about it. I mean, it's one thing to want to change how things are done because there there is a, a definite inequality to everything that's going on. It's another one to just go ahead and say, I'm going to be a dick just to be a dick. That's... Nah, man, just no. Shit, we're getting we're getting closer to the top of the hour. I completely I completely missed that. Uh, as a, as a complete aside, uh, Phyllis, uh, I'm hoping that you're still there, hun. But uh, yeah, we we decided that I was going to try out the uh, creamsicle this time, and we've gone ahead and we've basically decided that uh, tangerine orange sour ale. Oh, Yoko, you're back. You can fuck right the fuck off. You are done. You were here last time when we were talking about stuff. Guess what? You were given the opportunity last time when we told you, just show us the data. And you just went ahead, kept going on and on and on, spamming all kinds of bullshit. So you don't get to talk now because we're not putting up with that shit. So do yourself a favor, scoodle along home, go away, and you can just go ahead and eat a dick. A whole you, bowl of them. That's right. A bag. I, I love that. A bag of dicks. <laughs> eat a, eat a, eat bag, a of dicks. bag of dicks. That's right. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm going I'm to I'm I'm use a line that I heard on a, on a, on a, a gamer's YouTube channel. Eat a big pile of shut the fuck up. Okay? Oh, how, how about a nice cup of shut the fuck up? Exactly. 
So that's that's the way that it's going to be. Actually, come to think of it, let me see. Uh, is there a way that I can just... And so just tell Yoko, I mean, it's bad enough that you broke up the Beatles. You don't have to try and break us up, too. Oh, like that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Joseph, you've you've had the least to talk uh, at, at this point. It, is there anything anything left over that you want to go ahead and drop in for all this? I mean, I know that we've suddenly swung into friggin' punk at, at this point. Oh. We were originally talking about, you know, pissing off people that want to go ahead and say, oh, but, 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 but. Yeah. Um, well, you're right. Punk is, would be rather opportune right now. And, but, you know, um, I, I can make one criticism of the punk movement. It was a bit like the hippie movement, which was supposedly its polar opposite, just preceding it. But, you know, if you're going to question authority and you're going to say fuck you to authority, well, you have to replace it with something. Right. You know, just um, seeking alternative leaders instead of thinking for yourself um it's just more of the same so you know with skepticism comes responsibility because you have to base that skepticism on something which means um a lot of courage and a lot of education and unfortunately thinking takes Fair enough. Uh, Bridget, I just saw that you put something over in our chat. You, That's something you want to go ahead and <laughs> drop in here? While I'm uh, going ahead and take care of uh, Gloria Miller now. Sock puppet accounts. Nicely done. Real classy. Eat uh, a dick. Some of these uh, trade names for the vaccines that have you know passed out of emergency authorization use and become FDA approved... Some of the names are just awful. And to think that people get paid millions of dollars, you know, these people marketing and, you know, these think tanks for these companies get paid millions of dollars to come up with a good name for, you know, products and have come out with names like Comernity, you know, for the Pfizer vaccine. And I'm like, that's just awful. That's so that's such a bad name. It and looks like the word comorbidity. That's what. Yeah, that first and I get, and I get where they got it from. Co for the COVID and the Myrna for the mRNA. But I'm like comorbidity. That's just bad. That's so awful. And then Spikevax. That's Moderna's. Take take that into French context. <sighs> Cold mailed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what's yeah. and what's this other one? It sounds like a French ditch that uh, I would not want to eat. Uh, the spike vax is Moderna's no, no, uh, no. trade name, and then the vax zevria is for the J and J, the Oxford Zeneca, and vax zevria is not too bad. The spike vax is not bad because that kind of sounds like a vaccine against spiky, pointy things, which would be great in Dungeons and Dragons. 
Well, it just reminds me of like Spike TV that it's playing to the bro contingent. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably how they got the name. They were probably like, I got to come up with the name by tomorrow or I don't get paid millions of dollars. Spike TV. Uh, Somebody somebody paid a lot of money for these names. And I'm just like, man, you can do better. Even even our IT team where I work, we're we're better at that than those people. I know, right? Yeah. We're naming our... We're naming right. our, our servers after Asterix, you know. Uh, one of our servers, uh, we called it uh, Backup Dicks. <laughs> because it sounds a lot like Bag of Dicks. <laughs> See, what I'm... I think is they should have hired, they should have hired the, the, the beautiful minds that create the commercials for Duluth Trading Company. Some not, of the only other... to, not only to come up with the names for the vaccines, but to advertise them on TV. Because when I pass by a TV and I see a Duluth trading commercial come on, even if it's one I've seen, I stop whatever I'm doing and I watch it because they're so freaking awesome. The overseas companies have better marketing, I, I, I think. Uh, some of the other <laughs> names that I'm seeing is Convidicia. That's uh, coming out of a, uh, out of China. Abdallah, that's from Cuba. I would have thought that would have come from a, a another area where there's a lot of sand. No, uh, there's in those areas is Kavaram Barakat and Fakravak. What? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, was that wait was that fuck or a buck or fuck for a buck? Fuck. Because one because one of them sounds illegal. Uh, this was fuck Fuck for a buck, and this is from Iran. Okay. And Medijin, which is you know just a, a, a nice generic name, is from Taiwan. And Zaykovdi from <sighs> India. But this Minhai, I think, is from uh, Shenzhen. Let's in China. Yeah. B- before we toss, before we toss it over to uh, to Tech for whatever he's got, let's remind everybody very briefly the only reason why these medications are coming up with trade names is so that they can go ahead and say that. Well, look, my version of generic product that is designed to keep you alive from COVID-19 is better than somebody else's generic version of vaccination against COVID-19. It's the same gasoline. It's the same bottled water. It's the same roast beef. When all is said and done, it's marketing to drive up prices to drive up profits and that in this case is disgusting anybody wants to argue with me on this one be more than happy to go ahead and take it on i just find it interesting how these companies decide to come up with names oh they're they're horrible they're they're some horrible names yeah, Coronavac is is a good one. I like that one, and Covaxin, you know, I like that one too. 
the community. Like, just no, yeah. no, no. That's bad. Yeah, and and tech. What you're saying, spike vax. I mean, considering that the out, outer shell of uh, COVID, uh, uh, sorry, coronaviruses in general look like they're basically just a ball. I, I mean, they look like a morning star without the chain and, and the swingy, swingy part on it. You know, it's uh, okay. You know what? A spike fact. I can, I can kind of see that. So throw it over your way. Getting is, you know, the, the spike protein. Yeah. yeah. So what last item do you want to go ahead and throw out? Um, I have animosity towards those who think that their freedom means uh, other people are willing to pay for it. Now, do our military men and women put their lives on the line for our freedom? Yes. So that we have the choice to do things, whether or not we choose to get vaccinated, whether we choose to burn the American flag as a political statement or not, which is protected free speech, um, whether we choose to, um, you know, hold a uh, boycott or a protest. And, but what we're not protecting, what our freedom doesn't protect us from is the repercussions of our actions when we harm others with our actions or inactions. And that's something that people have forgotten. Repercussions. They have forgotten that going out there and saying hurtful, harmful things hurts and harms. They have forgotten that uh, taking action that causes other people to die can be prosecuted uh, to the fullest extent of the law. Um, that your freedom of speech means only that the government can't ban you from saying certain things. And when you say them, they can't punish you for it. But it doesn't mean that there isn't going to be a repercussion for it. It just means it's going to come from somewhere else. And we've forgotten these things. We, in our moment of sitting on Facebook and Twitter and reacting to everything every five to ten seconds, have forgotten some of the most important aspects of our own country. And one of the biggest things that I think people have forgotten is that the country is about we the people. Not me, the individual, but we, the people. And when your action puts the people, we, the people in harm's way, or your inaction does, there are going to be repercussions. And they're coming. And it doesn't necessarily mean that, oh, this person down the, I'm, I'm not, I, I'm not actually saying that, oh, this person down the street didn't get the vaccine shot. So they're going to get arrested. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm going, what I am saying is that there are repercussions for not getting the vaccine and they come in many forms. Uh, not getting the vaccine means you could die. Uh, not getting the vaccine means you could live, but now you're living with 
uh, for the rest of your life, heart problems or brain problems or muscle problems. Or you may get it. Not even know you have it because it just feels like a common cold. But you kill the kid down the street who has a compromised immune system. That that little boy or little girl that, you know, used to come by on the weekends and say hi to maybe your kid. And they were really nice and friendly. And suddenly now they're getting put in the ground and their parents don't know why. And you killed them. So there are repercussions and they are coming. And for many people, they've already faced them. One in every 480 people in Texas are dying from this thing. And Texas uh, is the second highest uh, infection rate next to California. So um, learn from the other people's mistakes. Go get the jab and move on with your day. Go forward from there. Put on the mask. It doesn't hurt. Seriously, you know, I've got family has breathing problems and they wear the mask. Why? Because it works. It helps reduce the risk. I hope nothing happens to you guys. But hope doesn't stop a virus. Action does. I'm done. Let me throw this one really quickly. And I'm I'm kind of channeling a little something that we talked about before we even, you know, started the show tonight. Statistically, you're not going to get COVID. Statistically, you're not going to end up in the hospital from COVID. Statistically, you're not going to die from COVID. But do you really want to go ahead and keep rolling that die? There's only so many times you can roll a D20 before you finally roll a one. Sooner or later, everyone rolls a one. It's a statistical in, it's, it's a statistical. I don't like to. Think about these things like that because these are human lives. I don't want to think about rolling the bones on people's lives, but that's what so damned many have done. Don't do that. Yes, the odds are in your favor, but for how long? Statistically, you're not going to get into a car accident until you do. Statistically, you're not going to have cancer until you do. Statistically, you're not going to die until you do. It's your choice how you're going to go. And more importantly, it's your choice of how you live. Don't be the cause of somebody else's death. And don't help this damn virus. Stop it where it is. Help create the wall for herd immunity so that there can no longer be anywhere else for this goddamn thing to hide. 
minimally make sure that you do the right thing so that these 30-week-old infants don't have to be intubated. We got to get done. Everybody, as always, thank you very much for being with us. We hope that you found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives and you got something to think about for the week ahead. Please, please, please just be safe. Joseph, thank you for your time. You have a, hopefully, a much more restful week ahead of for you at this point. Yeah, I think it'll go okay. <clears throat> this afternoon, I'm going to see Dune. Ah. Oh. Well, I hope you have yourself uh, a good time of it. I hope so, too. Uh, let us know if, uh, if, uh, if there are any, um, if there are any cameos from, uh, the folks that had worked on the 84 version, would you? Oh. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, no spoilers, though. Huh? No, no. I, I, I don't think that it's real likely to have any spoilers at this point. I, mean, I wonder if Jodorowsky's going to crash the sales. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> Uh, sadly, I don't think Sting is going to be showing up, but you know what? That's one never knows. People who have watched the 1984 version know exactly what I'm talking about. Tech, thank you. You take care of yourself. Have a good week. Yeah, you guys too. Bridget, <sighs> let's just go yeah. ahead and crack our fingers and get ready for this one. I am not going to crack my thumbs because I do not want to end up having my thumbs dislocate. <laughs> uh, you people who tried to recall Gavin Newsom in, in California and, you know, wasted almost $300 million. Oh, let's call it 300 because after taxes, I mean. Well, it's like $280 million, something like that. For, around, around uh, just, just don't fuck yourselves. I mean, just think of what you could have done with that money and how many homeless people you could have helped and how many people you could have fed. That was a fucking waste of money for what? Because, Oh, we don't like mask mandates. And he went out to go eat with his friends and he didn't have a mask on. So we're going to recall him. Yeah. Just go fuck yourselves. That's stupid. You know what? I was going to ask you if there was anybody else that you wanted to go ahead and say that to, but you know what? This week, I think that's a good enough. I think that's a good enough list right there. If if this recall had worked, it would have screwed over the rest of the country. I don't think uh, that's hyperbole at this point. It's not. Um, you know, to do to California what you know DeSantis and Abbott have done to Texas. Yeah, let's just make things worse and more people die. That would have been just great. Yeah. We'll keep that in mind. Yeah. Uh, over on the live chat, again, Felis, it's good to see you back on. You take good care of yourself, huh? Like I said, we were a little bit worried about you part of the week. So, you know, just take care of yourself. And as a mention, uh, also one of our usual Stephanie if you get the opportunity of listening in again, collectively, we're all hoping for you. We're hoping to hear good stuff. We will keep the lines of communication open for you. 
just don't piss off the nurse. Don't piss off the nurses. And we will see you guys again uh, come next week. In the meantime, if you'd like to be in touch with us, all the contact information is over at holycrapthevlogcast.com, including information for, you know, uh, little things like Patreon. If you, you want to throw us some money, I don't think it's real likely, but you know, I might as well push it again because, I mean, what the hell? The audio version of the show is also available over there. And, uh, Dallin, thank you when you get around to getting over to that. The phone number, if you'd like to leave a voicemail message, is 859-HCTV-554, 859-4288-554, and please be safe. I cannot stress that. I cannot stress that enough. We'll see you again come next week. So until the next time we get together, everyone, as always, I wish for you the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And my lady, 16 years plus, I am still in love with you. Matane Fujin. I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. Till the next time we get together, everyone. As always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.